With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't-miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin, And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleh Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C., we dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Volume. Daniel! All right, guys. So, some final thoughts for UFC 287 before the weekend. And uh, just some things I picked up on at the weigh-ins and also some storylines surrounding the fight. One, I always love to look into these things right before a big pay-per-view. So, today at the weigh-ins, everybody looked good. Edesanya was very early. Here's the thing about Edesanya. He's been different this week. Very different. He hasn't been as playful. He hasn't been as engaging. But I think that's all by design. This guy is not here to just fight, right? He understands and recognizes that he has got to win and win impressively against a guy that really does have his number. I mean, I know he finds confidence in the moments, but he has not been able to solve the puzzle that is Alex Pajeda. He looked great on the scale. Izzy never struggles with weight. But the thing to me that was a bit more telling than even him on the scale was the comments right after. He said, I want USADA to follow us from the weigh-ins to fight night. He thinks Alex Pajeda is going to go back and rehydrate using intravenous fluids and IV. Now, They've long told us that that's illegal. Um, that was a thing that we used to do a ton whenever I was wrestling until they made it illegal by USADA. But many believe that guys are still using it. You guys remember the controversy from Islam Makachev's fight with Alexander Volkanovsky. So, I mean, I guess it's a bit of a theme, right? Like, it's a city kickboxing thing. These guys worry about whether or not these guys are cheating to rehydrate. And this is where the claim would seem to lend itself to be invalid. Pajeda's big. Makachev's big. So when they say these guys are IVing, it's rooted in the way that those guys look on fight night. Because Alex cuts so much weight, but then by the moment he gets back to the fight, he seems to be almost full again. I think Edesanya is saying that that is not natural to do 
just through drinking water, rehydrating the way that you sort of want you to. Fluids, eating. Because here's one of the things that happens right away when you lose all that weight. You get really sick. Stomach starts to hurt. You're like shitting liquids. Like it's not, it's not good. It's hard to eat. Like it's hard to eat for the first few hours. So even though we have more time to rehydrate now, if you have to do it through the belly, it takes a little longer. Now I'll tell you this, you do an IV, while you're getting that fluid directly into the body, you're eating. <laughs> you're literally eating because it bypasses, all that fluid bypasses that empty stomach that hasn't taken in much, that can't really process the food and the water because it's been deprived of it for so long in the lead up to the, uh, the weight, making the weight. There's a lot going on out here in Miami, Florida. And that's why USADA said you can't do it no more. That's why. But for Izzy to make that claim, it's a strong claim. Some may say, oh, it's the IV excuse, but I don't know if it's an excuse. I think it may just be him worrying about how big Alex gets on fight night. On the fighter meeting, Pajeda told me he weighed 203 on Thursday morning. That's 18 pounds in, hell, less than 24 hours because we spoke to him at around 1 o'clock. He makes a weight, though. And today, in New York, this guy stepped on the scale at 10.59. Granted, he gets an extra two hours to make weight because he's in a championship fight. Today, he was there 35, 40 minutes early. 10.20. So it tells me that he's even doing the weight better than he may have done it prior. So what does that speak to? Does that speak to him being better in this fight opposed to the last fight? There's a lot that comes out about fighters after the fight. Izzy was dealing with some stuff before the first, the first time they fought. He told me the other day, and the rest of us in the meeting, he said, I had a hurt hand before the fight. Didn't want to pull out. So I did no grappling. So is he in better shape this time? Because he's been healthy? Has he been able to do all the things necessary to get himself prepared for Izzy? And like Teddy Atlas said, guys become champ, they become 30% better. We saw that in Leon Edwards. Could you imagine Alex Pajeda being 30% better? These are all the questions. These are all the questions I pose to you in preparation for this big night. Because if Pajeda is 30% better at minimum, he already beat the champ. Who had never lost at middleweight. So what can we expect from that guy this time? His confidence, Glover's confidence, through the roof. Haven't really seen that Asanya around the hotel. And Asanya uh, has his own place. He's off on his own, doing his own thing, as most of these big-time stars do today in mixed martial arts. But I will tell you this. It's a different Israel at Asanya. He doesn't seem to be as playful in the moment. You saw him yesterday with the necklace on his neck saying he let the dog out. His eight-mile moment. It's got to be the biggest moment of his career because he can't lose to this guy again. This guy's beaten him three times, going for a fourth. This is my eight-mile moment. This is it. One more shot at this. I put everything on my back. Many say he's the better mixed martial artist because he was winning. We got to see. Pajeda doesn't fear Edesanya at all. He thinks that he's just better. 
He said the reason is he came to fighting is because he never could be a world champion kickboxing. And he tried so hard. And to that quote that he spoke about, he said, yeah, he said, I was kind of hanging. I wasn't in a bar. He said, I was just kind of hanging out content with all my accomplishments in kickboxing. But yes, I was challenged. And that's why I came. And Asanya, to his credit, said he was petty too. He goes, I would have did the same thing. All that means is that we are in the lead to something absolutely amazing. I can't wait for the main event at US 287. Gilbert Burns, happy today on the weigh-in show talking. He got a little mad at me today because I said Masvidal was in phenomenal shape. Get a text message right away from Dorino with a picture of George with his shirt off. And he goes, phenomenal shape. I don't know. George looked like he was in great shape to me. The cameras were snapping. Maybe they caught him at a bad angle. But Gilbert sent me a picture that's not so flattering. The thing about Masvidal is like he's so rooted in the city that you kind of start to believe him. You kind of start to believe him that, man, this dude may go out there and do something unbelievable. Watch my interview with Gilbert Burns for his thoughts. That dude was, he's locked in. And he feels like he's going to beat Masvidal better than Covington did it and better than Usman did it the first time. If he does that, he's right in contention for that title fight. Yo, Raul Rosas Jr. is out of his mind. This guy told me that he didn't know who Aljamain Sterling was. And when they grappled, he was going at 30%. Threw Aljo down so easily that he thought Aljamain was just a striker. He could not possibly be a grappler. He doesn't care. But here's what the kid is doing. He's got people talking. And he's got the champion talking about him as a guy that just got to the UFC. He's got Aljo talking about him. Crazy. Reports are coming out that Francis Ngannou is asking for too much money. Me and Gaethje had a big argument about that yesterday. Gaethje saying, or Weidman, saying, well, he's going to make X amount of dollars. And then we're, we're, Gaethje and I are saying, well, what if it's just one time? What if he makes this massive amount one time? I think Francis needs to figure something out quickly. Because as the president of, uh, I think it was the PFL or Bare Knuckle said, as time passes, this is not good for Ngannou. And I like Francis a lot. I want what's best for him. I want him to figure this thing out right now. Get something signed, my friend. Go get your money. You took a chance on yourself. Nobody can fault you for it. But you got to make sure that that chance pays off. Don't wait too long. Go get it done. UFC 287 is tomorrow, guys. We're in South Beach. City loves me. It's a beautiful place. But the fights are going to be insane. When Masvidal hits that curtain, nuts. When Izzy hits the curtain, nuts. I don't imagine, though, that we're going to get a fun Israel Adesanya walk-up. I think he'll be measured. Because we're getting the next version of Izzy. He's the angry guy. He's the guy that has something to prove. Unfortunately, the guy standing across from him is the guy that just seems to have his number. And Alex Pajeda is an absolute beast. I want to see what comes of this Usada thing, though. I want to see what comes of this Ivy thing, especially... When guys are more than willing now to really speak on it. Mm. A lot of storylines. And I live for them. I'm going to see y'all tomorrow night. Me, Joe Rogan, John Anik from Octagon Side. Living the best life that we could ever imagine. But tap into this video. Make sure you guys get my ideas. And tell your friends that DC does this. It's what I do.
DC's got a YouTube channel. Tell them. And tap it. Till next time, guys. Peace. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C., We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. It's Freddie Prinze Jr. and Jeff Dye back in the ring. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. Hey, Jeff. Are you ready to rumble our way into an all-new season of Wrestling with Freddie? You better believe I have. I've been practicing my body slams, and I'm jacked. All right, don't go injuring yourself now. We'll be highlighting the best stories and matches of the week in wrestling from AEW, WWE, and have one-on-one talks with the best talents in the world of pro wrestling. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.